following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody. It's Christmas week. Can you believe that? (laughs) Man. It sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden, it will be Christmas. This will be our last show of 2023. We won't be on again for a couple of weeks, but we got a good one for you. Sammy Batten's going to join us, the semi-retired Sammy Batten. We couldn't get Santa, so we got Santa Sammy. Sammy Batten to talk all things recruiting. East Carolina expected to sign 19 high school players and two junior college transfers coming up on Wednesday, the early National Signing Day, which really should be called the National Signing Day because every Everybody gets all their work done in the early signing period. So Sammy Batten's going to join us, and we'll talk with Sammy from Fayetteville coming up after this. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Have you heard? Greenville Auto World is under new ownership and is now part of the DriveHereNow.com network. DriveHereNow.com is run by local people who buy, service, detail, and sell everything directly to you. Greenville Auto World is now the fifth dealership to join the DriveHereNow.com network. Get car shopping today at DriveHereNow.com and choose a location near you. DriveHereNow.com, serving Eastern North Carolina for over 47 years and proud supporter of the Pirates. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you are buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. Let me show you what goes on behind the scenes when making a shakaroni. We create a shakaroni my way. An extra large pizza topped with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. It's a simple recipe. We take everything you love, then we build it bigger. Pizza gets bigger when you shakaroni. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you can save an average of $889 per year. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Timothy Sawyer, and I'm ready to help you combine your home and auto and save in Greenville, North Carolina. Call 493-0002 today to get started on your personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The time is now to celebrate your holiday fiesta at Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville. Chico's is the perfect place to get all your dear amigos together for some Mexican food and fun this holiday fiesta season. Call Chico's now to make a reservation for any large or small fiesta with all of your amigos. Also, remember to put a smile on your amigos' faces this holiday season with the perfect gift, a Chico's gift card. Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville. Happy holidays from Chico's. This is Kim McNeil, head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. You heard from Kim McNeil in that break, and her East Carolina Pirates will take on George Mason, 6 o'clock start time tonight at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. The ladies haven't played for a couple of weeks, so they are back in action coming up tonight at 6 p.m. over at the Coliseum. As we said, going to break, Sammy Batten, the semi-retired Sammy Batten, joins us to talk recruiting. He was uh, spending 31 years and nine months at the Fayetteville Observer and really did a great job each and every year in recruiting. He still dabbles in the recruiting and does a great job uh, just kind of keeping up with anybody and everybody in the state and where these guys are going to go to school. And Sammy, we uh, appreciate you coming on each and every year with us. Thanks so much. 
Well, it's my honor to be on with a legend. <laughs> that's just because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I keep telling people. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you look at recruiting, how much has it changed with the NIL and, and the transfer portal and everything? Well, it's a whole different ball game now. It really is. I mean, uh, you know, you you have people switching. You know, if they go to school for one year, if they're not playing, you know, they move on to somewhere else. Or if they feel like they can get more money at another school, they go somewhere else. And it's really changed the whole dynamic. It's almost like, you know, first we had a signing day in February, and that was the traditional signing day. Then we established a, an early signing period in December. Well, now, because of the transfer portal, even at, in between there, there's another segment of recruiting going on now um, where these transport portal kids, a lot of them are, are moving around and trying to figure out where they're going to school. So, you know, it's it's changed the whole uh, landscape of, of football recruiting, you know. And, and, and again, a lot of it's good. Uh, you know, I like to see kids being able to move uh, and find a place where they're more comfortable I also like the fact that kids are getting some of the money that's being generated, uh, the millions of dollars uh, uh, by college football. But I also think that in a lot of ways uh, it's also hurting, uh, especially the transfer portal. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of teams now, you know, they go out and spend all this money recruiting kids, uh, all this time and money and effort, uh, and then you get them on campus and you develop them. And then they leave your program for greener pastures. So I think at some point, especially with the portal, um, there's going to have to be some, you know, some rule changes implemented, um, you know, because, I mean, you look at East Carolina. Um, I think at this last uh, count that I was looking at, they've lost 22 players to the portal. Um, and, you know, that's a good chunk of your team. If they were going to a bowl game, <laughs> they might not have enough kids to – uh, you know, to field a team in, in these cases. So I, I do think it's changed dramatically, and the portal and the NIL have have been major factors in that. Yeah, and it's almost, you know, and we talk so much about the name, image, and likeness, and I think that, that all of us agree that the players should be getting something. But, you know, some of these guys are making, you know, life-changing money in college, and they're just they're good enough to do that, but maybe not good enough to make it in the pros. And... and I don't know. It, it, that kind of money to me is too much. Now, to give a kid enough money, you know, to pay his rent and, and to make a car payment and, and that kind of thing, you know, I think that's a that's a great idea, and I think that's that's where it should be. But then with the transfer portal, the way it's set up, you know, if if I'm getting a thousand dollars a month on my first nil, and somebody says, hey, I can get you two grand a month, well, I'll, I'll go play over there. I mean, it, that part of it is not right. I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at two great examples here in our state. You know, Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, Riley Leonard at Duke. You know, these two guys coming out of high school were not the highest-rated guys in the world. Uh, you know, good talents, but nothing like they developed. I and, mean, you know, in Wake Forest and Duke, spending all this money and time and developing those kids, they become, you know, really great quarterbacks. And then, you know, when uh, you know when they get established, you know, with their teams, and they run off to play at Notre Dame, where obviously the money and and the and the exposure is is greater. But so again, I I'm all for the kids, you know, getting some of the money. I'm all for them having that ability to move around a bit. But I do think that it's unfair a little bit to the schools and coaches who who um, who initially recruit them when guys like that become high profile players and and then decide to move on somewhere else, you know, because the money's bigger. You know, it used to be that a coach would, you know, go to sleep on Saturday night and get up on Sunday morning and hope his phone doesn't ring during the night that somebody got arrested or something. But now it's like his phone may ring that somebody's getting ready to leave the program. And it's just, as you said, uh, it's and, and it's it's a mass exodus everywhere. It's not just, you know, one school here, one school there. You know, guys aren't playing. Everybody can't play, and that's just part of the, the process of, of you know how college football works. And and, and you know you, you stay around a, a program, and you develop, and you get bigger, you get faster, you get stronger, and you're able to you know, to move up the ranks. And you know these days, it's like I, I joke sometimes if a guy has a bad practice and a coach gets on him, well he can get on Twitter, rip the coach, and he quit the program, and he, he's gone. And that's just you know that's not what adulthood is all about is it 
Yeah, well, I think there's a different mentality with the athletes today too. That uh, you know they're a little impatient. They don't want to stay around and work. You know, in a lot of cases, to 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 earn that spot or to move up on the depth chart. Um, if they're not on the depth chart of a certain amount of time uh, in their career, then they say, okay, well, I got to go somewhere where I can play now. And uh, uh, again, that's just a a change from 20 years ago when all these options weren't open to them and they had to stay around wherever they were to start with and they had to earn their way up the depth chart. And and if and if that took three years or until their senior year, they had to wait and were willing to wait and do the work. And, and now I just think the, the mentality is, uh, okay, if I'm – everybody wants to play in the NFL, even though we know the – the chances of that happening are a long shot for, for most of the kids, but still that's in everybody's mind. So if I'm not playing after two years in a program, a, a red shirt freshman year uh, and, and, and a second year, then I'm going somewhere where I, you know, where I can get on the field and hopefully make that NFL dream come true. Speaking of the NFL, thoughts and prayers go out to Keaton Mitchell, who was injured last night, and the Ravens uh, went over the Jaguars. And I just saw the video um, moments ago, and man, it's just it's an awkward look. And uh, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, came out and said that uh, it breaks his heart that he's most likely out for the year. But uh, thoughts and prayers go up to Keaton Mitchell because he's one of the good ones. Had a chance to visit with him when we were up in Annapolis for the East Carolina Navy game, and uh, you hate to see that because man, he yeah, he went in as an undrafted free agent and made the team and then became such a, a valuable asset to the Baltimore Ravens, but uh, we certainly think about him for sure. Sammy, before we start talking about some of these pirate recruits, talk about what you've been doing. Now, you know, you're semi-retired, as we said, and you spent a couple of months in Europe chasing Bruce Springsteen. Man, it had to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I've always been a Bruce Springsteen fan, and I'm, I go to Europe, you know, pretty much every summer on vacation for a week or so, but it's always been my 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 goal to go and stay in Europe for an extended amount of time and, you know, kind of feel like a local instead of just a visitor. And, uh, and I've been fortunate that I was able to do that in May and June this year. And, you know, I saw Bruce in a couple of places, Amsterdam, uh, Hamburg, uh, Dusseldorf. Um, and then I was also fortunate. I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, uh, Alex Burleson. Uh, um, you know, uh, and, and so I was able to get tickets to see the Cardinals and the Cubs in their two-game series in London, um, and uh, and that was a great experience too. It was uh, kind of different being in a soccer stadium watching baseball and to see the European people and how they reacted uh, to baseball was uh, was pretty neat. And uh, but yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I don't know that I'll ever do it again. The end of two months being on the road like that was. Uh, was a little taxing physically, but so I was ready to come home at the end of June. But uh, it was a great experience to be over there, and and, um, and I'll probably do it again, just not for that long. What was it like watching baseball, you know, in a different country like that? Well, it, you know, it's amazing. You know, the, the fans react to different stuff. Like, you know, um, you know, sometimes they're reacting to like a pitch uh, and and the speed of a pitch when they see that. Uh, thing light up on the scoreboard as to how fast a pitch would go, and and when you expect them to react more to home runs and base hits, and 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 so it was very interesting to listen and and hear the people around me talking and 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 their perspective on the game, um, and uh, and it was also very cool because Major League Baseball brought out a bunch of guys like Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, um, you know, Big Poppy was there. Uh, and of course, my favorite, uh, Albert Pujols, uh, uh, they were there and, and to see the kind of fans, you would think maybe they wouldn't know these guys, but I guess baseball is enough of an international game, even in, even in England that, uh, you know, the fans were really cheering when these guys came out to do their, their pregame TV stuff before the games. And so it was really interesting to, to be there. And, uh, the stadium was actually, it was where the, the West Ham team plays. And and it actually really uh, transitioned over to baseball really nicely. In fact, the eyesight, you know, for the seats I had for two games were uh, better than some major league stadiums I've been in. 
That had to be a great, great experience. I, I had a chance to watch one of those games on TV, but that had to be really cool to be there. Sammy Batten, the semi-retired Sammy Batten, has joined us to talk pirate football recruiting. We'll take a commercial break right now, then we'll dive into the list that East Carolina expects to sign. As we said, Pirates expected to sign 19 high school players and two junior college transfers coming up on Wednesday, the early national signing day. Uh, also, they've already announced the uh, the players themselves have announced that they are transferring. I don't think it's come out of East Carolina yet, but uh, Caten Hauser, the quarterback from Michigan State and the uh, edge rusher from Louisville. But we'll talk more about that coming up in just a bit. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show. Talking recruiting after this. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. University Sportswear is your one-stop shop to help promote your business and always provide superior customer service. No matter what apparel you need for your team or customers, University Sportswear can make it happen. Visit UniversitySportswearENC.com for contact information. University Sportswear, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Go Pirates! The convenience of Pitt Greenville Airport is waiting just outside your front door. Service is back, so you're connected to destinations worldwide through flights from American Airlines. Plan your next trip. Book your flights today at flypgv.com or aa.com. Good news, business travelers. PGV and American Airlines has added a new early morning flight available now. Book today at aa.com and be on time for that connection in Charlotte. Fast, convenient, and close to home, PGV has American flights perfect for your next trip. PGV, where the pirates fly. Have you ever seen those exotic aquariums like the guys do in Las Vegas on television? You ever thought about having one of these aquariums in your business? It's more affordable than you think. This is Hal Pruitt with rentafishtank.com. We can make having an aquarium in your business turnkey with no work, cleaning, or hassles for you. Rentafishtank.com creates a relaxing atmosphere and keeps children occupied. Rentafishtank.com already services many dental, pediatric, and doctor offices, plus hospitals and senior living centers. Check us out at rentafishtank.com. Did you know one in five Americans use alternative wellness practices? And this number is growing with good reason. Your CBD store empowers modern wellness through premium hemp products. We're the number one CBD brick and mortar in the world with products for sleep, focus, recovery, and more. Our products are the gold standard in hemp wellness. Your CBD store, Greenville, 420 East Arlington Boulevard, or call 999-5127. Must be 18 years of age. This statement has not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get holiday shopping done today at Naughty Life in downtown Washington. This is Gina from Naughty Life and our store is stocked with the best gifts for your family and friends. Need a new Yeti cup or cooler? Then you can find it here at Naughty Life. Looking for some jewelry, sunglasses, or cool new apparel? Come to Naughty Life today. Also remember, we offer free gift wrapping and great customer service that will help you find a gift for the hard-to-buy person. Enjoy less holiday stress and more fun at Naughty Life on Main Street in downtown Washington. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! This is Josh Gross, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday, talking football recruiting Wednesday, the early National Signing Day. And, Sammy, do you agree we should just call it the Signing Day because, uh, really, that's when all the work is done? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's... uh you know, pretty much 90% of everybody's classes are signed on the early period now. That kind of makes the um, traditional signing period in February kind of anticlimactic for most teams. I mean, there will be some – I think the transfer portal is what makes the traditional signing day kind of interesting now because that's – between this early signing period and, and the traditional period, there'll be a lot of movement with those transfer portal guys. So, uh, but, yeah. 90% of the guys will be signing on Wednesday uh, all around the country, and, and uh, most of these classes will be complete at that point. 
We do know locally Isaiah Crumpler Jr. will sign with Rutgers at 1 o'clock in the auditorium at D.H. Conley coming up on Wednesday. I'm not sure if uh, Omar Lewis from Tarboro is going to have any kind of signing ceremony for uh, his signing with East Carolina, but uh, we're keeping an eye on some of the local signings. That's always a big day around. Of course, East Carolina will have some kind of press conference to talk about their signings. As we said, 19 high school players and two junior college transfers expected to sign on Wednesday, the early national signing day. What did you think, Sammy, about some of the things that have come out so far? The Pirates getting themselves a quarterback in Michigan State's Caton Hauser. Well, I tell you, I think all this, uh, you know, tells you a couple things. Um, one, uh, although I know everybody in East Carolina and around this state appreciated Holt Degler's, um, but I think the situation this year at quarterback for East Carolina made us appreciate him a lot more. Uh, and the experience and, and the, just the energy that Holton brought to uh, the program and the team. Um, I, I, as much as we loved him, I think we probably underestimated, you know, all that in lieu of the situation that we had at quarterback this year. And that's what made, um, you know, uh, the commitment from uh, Caden Hauser so important. Um, you know, with Mason Garcia uh, opting to transfer out, um, um, that left East Carolina with, you know, uh, a lack of depth and experience at the quarterback position. And, and with Alex Flynn, too, possibly is he going to come back for his fifth year or is he going to go on to med school? Um, you know, so that's what made this uh, commitment by Kate Hauser so important, I think. You know, he brings uh, a guy who's experienced college football at the highest level in the Big Ten Conference. He started – you know, seven games of Michigan State this year, played in 11 games, uh, you know, was very impressive in most of those starts. He struggled in others, but um, again, I think to have a guy like him, you know, who's the prototypical guy for that run-pass option style of offense, um, you know, he's a guy who who can hurt you with his legs. Uh, He can move the pocket around, throw on the run, I mean, I, I just think he's going to work perfectly and fit in perfectly, you know, with the East Carolina uh, offense that uh, their new coordinator is going to bring in. And, um, uh, you know, but again, that experience factor, where he's been, the places he's played already um, on the road and in Michigan State, um, I, I think is going to be a really valuable asset uh, going forward for East Carolina. And, but then you also, uh, you know, um, you have Cole Hodge, uh, uh, who will be an incoming freshman, uh, you, you know, from uh, uh, from Louisville, um, uh, Kentucky. Um, I mean, you know, here's a kid um, who just coming off the state championship uh, 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 year uh, with his high school team, um, and and Cole is a guy that uh, has had some really impressive mentors. Mentors. You know, his head coach there, Hunter Cantwell, is a former Louisville quarterback and, and, and an NFL quarterback. Chris Redman is their quarterback coach. Again, another former college quarterback and, and NFL quarterback. You know, so Cole is going to come in as a freshman who's probably a little more mature than your normal normal freshman quarterback at the major college level. So I think both of those, um, you know, potential signings, are going to be very important not only for the immediate future, but down the road future for East Carolina football. Because I really believe, you know, both these guys. Obviously, Caden will come in and probably be the anticipated starter. Although I thought um, it was pretty interesting some of the quotes I read from him. He's not coming in expecting to be the starter. He wants to earn it, and I think again that says something about him. So the, that was an important position of need. Um, uh, in terms of getting somebody in with experience, but also uh, recruiting somebody who down the road could potentially be the starting quarterback at East Carolina. Taking your questions and comments as well on our Facebook uh, Live page. If you uh, go over to that and you're listening to us, uh, you can type in a question or comment. If you know something about a recruit and want to ask about it, uh, the guy to ask is Sammy Batten, Cole Hodge. He has a brother, too, that's coming in next year, right, yeah. to East Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, his uh, brother Connor is a really uh, exceptional young receiver. Um, you know, he's kind of an inside type receiver who really makes a lot of tough catches uh, over the middle and doesn't seem to uh, shy away from contact. And 
you know, that could be a really dangerous combination down the road for East Carolina. But yeah, Connor was the first kid to commit to the 2025 class and uh, a great start, but, you know, and naturally, you know, he would want to go somewhere where his brother is. But uh, yeah, those kids have uh, really been a dynamic combination, um, uh, you know, at, at the Louisville uh, uh, Christian Academy there. And, and uh, and 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 again, coming off a state championship this year, and you really almost as a as a coach when you get these kids in, you know, you get them signed. It used to be once you had them signed, you pretty much had them for a while. But now it's it's like you're recruiting them, you know, year in and year out. But you almost have to preach patience for these guys because you know if they're not patient, they won't stay here. Yeah, and again, I you know I you know you wonder when a kid like Cole Hodge you know, commits to East Carolina and then they, they come back and they, you know, get Kate Hauser, you know, who, who, you know, is obviously going to be the starter probably this year, but you got to wonder kind of what he thinks. But I, you know, just in talking with Hunter Cantwell, Cole was the kind of kid that he doesn't mind coming in and, and, and learning and, and, and working hard and, and sticking around till his time comes. And of course now two years down the road, we may be saying something different, but, um, but that's, you know, that's the decision a lot of kids have to make. And, and again, um, you know, when, when you, when you do have these transfer portal guys coming in who have experience, uh, you know, that, that makes a difference to some of these high school guys. And, um, and it does kind of, you know, alter some, in fact, you know, Zach Bowley is a, you know, a good example and doesn't have to do with the transfer portal, but his coach who, you know, he committed to has left East Carolina now and, he had some second thoughts, but now he's, you know, talked to the new coaching staff. So a lot of different elements there affect these kids along the way. But uh, I think in, in in Cole, they have a kid that's going to stick around and, and going to be a really good quarterback for East Carolina someday. A question on our Facebook Live page from LaChauncey says, what's the statue of East Carolina quarterback uh, Jeter, Raheem Jeter? What do you hear about Raheem? Well, Raheem, again, uh, he's a kid I was so impressed with in high school you know, he kind of developed as a quarterback gradually. You know, initially when he became a starter around his sophomore year, not the greatest passer, but just a really good athlete at quarterback. Well, then, you know, as time went on and he got more experience, um, by his senior year, he was a very effective passer, uh, an excellent runner. And, and again, I, I haven't heard any rumblings about him leaving. Um, uh, you know, I think he's a guy, if he stays around, um, could be a, a great backup to, to Caton for a couple of years, uh, but also a guy that, um, you know, could come in as a Wildcat quarterback and, and could really be useful. Uh, but Raheem is a super, super athlete. And, uh, and again, I haven't heard any rumors of him leaving, so I, I, I'm, it's my opinion that he'll stay around and, and will probably wind up, if Alex Flynn doesn't stay around, that Raheem could probably be the backup quarterback this year. The other announced uh, kid that's headed this way, Raheem Craig, the edge rusher from Louisville. What do you know about him? Well, I know a lot about him. You know, he's a North Carolina kid, and and so I, you know, did a lot of heavy studying on him when he was coming out in 2020. Um, uh, you know, he's from Alexander Central up in the western part of the state. And the one thing that I remember well about Raheem is just what an explosive, fast, quick athlete he was. You know, but coming out of high school, he was, you know, weighed about 205, 210. You know, so he was a little on the small side. Uh, he got it over to Louisville, and and uh, he's, he's put on a little weight. He's up to about 240 now, but still has maintained that explosiveness. You know, he did a really good job on special teams at Louisville this year. Um, but I think he wanted to come somewhere where he was going to get an opportunity to show what he could do, you know, as an every, you know, play player on the defensive side. So he's the guy who's going to bring just like that great quickness and pass rushing ability, um, you know, as an edge rusher uh, to East Carolina. Uh, you know, his last two years in high school, you know, he had almost 30 tackles for loss. So he was in the backfield loss uh, a lot in high school. And I think that's what he'll bring to East Carolina is that ability to get off the snap really quick and, and really, uh, you know, cause some havoc in the, in the backfield uh, for the opposing teams. Sammy Batten joining us to talk recruiting. Let's uh, let's go down in the list and get your thoughts on some of these guys uh, alpha, listed alphabetically. Trenton Cloud, a 6'1", 170-pound wide receiver from Northwest Guilford High School in Greensboro. 
Yeah, Trenton's a big play guy. I mean, he is, uh, you know, one of those guys that, uh, you know, is always seems to be, you know, when big plays are being made, whether it's catching the ball or, or uh, uh, you know, or, or running back kicks, um, you know, he's just always around the ball. And, uh, you know, in high school, he had some really tremendous games. I think he, uh, you know, one game against their rival, uh, uh, Northern Gilbert, he had a five-catch, 200-yard, two-touchdown two game uh, as a junior. So, you know, Trenton's a guy that just, you know, he's going to make big plays. Uh, he's an outside-type receiver um, who can get down the field and, and and really be a deep threat, I think, in East Carolina. T.J. Engelman is a 5'9", 180-pound running back from Hughes High School in Cincinnati. Well, T.J.'s a guy that uh, – you know, he had a little injury problems his senior year, uh, but he's he's really kind of a, a back, you know, kind of in the mold of a Keaton Mitchell. Um, you know, he's really fast, really elusive, um, and again, you know, played in a high-profile conference up in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, actually played for his uncle, who was his head coach. Um, and, uh, uh, again, just a, a dynamic athlete that I think uh, – you know, could figure into the backfield situation, depending on who stays. And again, I, uh, you know, I, I know that, uh, uh, you know, East Carolina's backfield situation is pretty good, but uh, I think TJ could come in and, uh, and really help him out. He's a very explosive, you know, athlete, kind of built low to the ground, uh, really sturdy, hard to knock off his feet. And, uh, and again, I think he, he brings that, uh, that dynamic, uh, you know, aspect to to the running back position. And Ingleman uh, had committed as a sophomore to Georgia Tech, so that tells you a little bit right there. All kinds of schools yeah. were after him, and he's uh, headed to East Carolina, expected to sign coming up on Wednesday. Eric Fletcher, 6'1", 188-pound cornerback out of Dunbar High School from Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, Eric's one of those guys that he's kind of a headhunter. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the way I kind of describe him. Uh, you know, he's, he's an athlete that they – um, you know, he played on both sides of the ball, um, you know, played a lot of wide receiver uh, in high school, but I think he's probably going to transition into a, a cornerback or, or or safety at East Carolina. And I thought it was pretty interesting, you know, safety, uh, obviously going into this uh, recruiting class, uh, that was an area that I think East Carolina felt like they needed to bring in some people and four of their guys. Uh, in this recruiting class, or projected as safety, um, and and Eric could be one of those. But but again, a guy who who mainly played a lot of wide receiver in high school, but he's just a tremendous athlete. You know, he's been timed at ten six and a hundred meters, uh, has a forty foot you know triple jump. So he's just that kind of dynamic athlete that uh, could turn into a big playmaker on defense. Uh, may take some time to mature into that position since he played mostly receiver in high school. Uh, but again, a guy who athletically fits right into the profile of a, of a safety. One of those other safeties is Demarius Hines out of Westlake high school in Atlanta. Yeah. Again, a guy that comes from a, an incredibly, uh, you know, strong, uh, high school program. Um, he's, uh, uh, an aggressive, <laughs> you know, athlete, uh, who, uh, you know, I think could could conceivably come in there and and see some action. Uh, uh, you know, he's a very confident player. I like his nickname, uh, D Money, <laughs> is uh, is his nickname. And uh, and again, he, he garnered a lot of attention. A lot of major programs came after him. He started his career as a quarterback in high school, uh, but made that transition. Um, uh, you know, to to the secondary. Uh, it was kind of a ball hawk. Uh, over his last two years, had six interceptions at Westlake High School in Atlanta. And again, playing in that environment that he played in, in that conference and in that competition around the Atlanta area, uh, I think is uh, going to put him ahead of a lot of people coming in uh, because of the talent and the challenge and, and, and talent he played against in high school. Mentioned Omar Lewis earlier from Charborough, 6'2", 190. He comes in as a safety, another one of those safeties uh, that East Carolina is bringing in. Played quarterback for Charborough, led Charborough to all those state championship appearances. The last two, unfortunately, uh, falling to Mount Airy. But uh, he's a, he's a not only a, a really good athlete, but a great kid. 
Well, I think he's more one of the more underrated kids in this class. I mean, and mainly because he had to play quarterback most of his career in high school. You know, he was just the best athlete on the team, and and uh, and and so he didn't get as much time on the defensive side of the ball as you know as maybe you would have liked. But what I like about him is the length. You know, he's six three, uh, hundred ninety pounds. Um, you know, just a, a tremendous uh, eye and instincts for the football. Um, you know, he had, uh, let's see, eight, nine, twelve, like 12 interceptions over his last three uh, seasons at, at Tarboro. And again, uh, you talk about a program that's produced some pretty, uh, you know, impressive athletes, uh, you know, going back to Kelvin Bryant and Sean Drawn, uh, Todd Gurley, um, you know, and Omarion's uh, uh, brother. Uh, uh, actually played at Ohio State, was the rush in at Ohio State, and is now in the uh, in the NFL. So uh, uh, you know, so that's a great program that he's coming from, and and again, I think he's one of the more underrated players in this in this class. Sammy Batten joining us to talk recruiting the national signing day, the early signing day set for Wednesday. We'll take another commercial break right now. Come back and continue to run down some of the future Pirates after this. It's bow time. Tis the season for food and family, but thanks to Bojangles, you don't have to spend hours in the kitchen when loved ones come home for the holidays. Set down the spatula and put away the mixing bowls, because this holiday season, Bojangles is ready to help you celebrate with all your family favorites, like Chicken Supreme, Cajun Filet Biscuits, or a big bow box of hand-breaded chicken, scratch-made biscuits, and fixins for the whole family. We'll make the food so you can focus on making memories. Head to Bojangles and gift yourself a taste of home. It's bow time. Turkey, ham, bacon, these and other meats are great around the holidays and every other day, but they all leave behind grease when you cook them, and grease is a real pain in the drain. When you pour grease down a drain, it cools and can clog sewer lines. That can lead to sewer spills, which are messy, bad for the environment, and can also be expensive. Never pour grease down the drain. Instead, collect it in a container like a used soup can or jar. Let it cool and throw it away in the trash. Together, we can protect our sewer system and the environment. For more information, go to GUC.com. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier American-styled restaurant and bar, and there's always something special happening at the Rick House. Join us for lunch. It's our two-for-20 lunch special during the week, and it's the perfect spot for that lunch business meeting. The Rick House celebrates the last Thursday of every month with a special wine tasting, and our buffet brunch is to die for. Follow the Rick House on Facebook for the latest schedule. The Rick House, American Provisions and Spirits, 710 Red Banks Road beside the bowling alley in Greenville. The Rick House. Busted. Sun Furniture is overstocked and overstuffed. Overflowing inventory means clear out prices. Save on a huge selection of sofas, sectionals, and recliners, dining sets, bedrooms, and mattresses. And right now, get $100 in MasterCard Rewards cards for every $1,000 you spend. Plus, we pay your sales tax. Use these savings on Bassett, Lazy Boy, Kincaid, and Hooker, plus many more. We're overstocked and overstuffed, and that means big savings for you at Bostic Sun Furniture. This is Dr. Christopher McDonald from Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center. Our practice has been caring for athletes at ECU and the residents of Eastern North Carolina for more than 35 years. Whether it's time for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care. We also offer on-site physical therapy and MRI services as well as walk-in urgent care on the weekends from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. For experience and professional care, call us at 757-BONE or visit us online at orthoeast.com. Go Pirates! I'm Donald Stocks, owner of Pip Marketing Signs Print. We are your one-stop shop for just about anything printed. If we're not your go-to printer, please give us a call at 355-1636. We have over 80 five-star Google reviews and want you to be our next more than satisfied and well-pleased customer. Check us out at growitpip.com or stop in to see us at 3185 Mosley Drive in Greenville. Pip where business goes to grow. This is Dale Murphy, two-time National League MVP and number three with the Atlanta Braves. And you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to our show on this Monday. Sammy Batten joining us to talk 
High school football recruits that are headed to the college ranks at East Carolina, and we're going through them alphabetically, trying to get a thumbnail sketch on each one of them. Dylan Lorick is a wide receiver from Nashville, Tennessee. Talk about Dylan a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Dylan's a kid, uh, you know, sophomore, junior years. He he helped his team win the state championships. Uh, Big-time receiver uh, kid that's uh, – uh, you know, again, just makes all the kind of catches that you uh, would expect. I mean, he can uh, get big people deep. Uh, he can catch pass over the middle and not be worried about, uh, you know, taking contact. And he's also a guy that throw him a bubble screen and, and he's off to the race. Um, you know, uh, in watching his film, uh, that's that's what uh, really uh, jumped up my eyes, how versatile he was. Like, uh, again, he's an outside type receiver. But he can do all those things, he, you know, uh, whether it's going deep or, uh, uh, you know, or, or taking those short passes and making big games. Uh, and he's not afraid to get hit and uh, has a little, you know, elusiveness about him. When he gets the ball in his hands, he has the ability to make people miss. And uh, and, and on top of that, he played in a pro-style offense in high school where they were lining up three and four wide receivers and threw the ball a lot. Uh, so, again, uh uh, in fact, his first two years uh, on the varsity, uh, there at Lipscomb, uh, his, his his head coach was Trent Dilfer, the former NFL wow. football quarterback. So, uh, so he knows what a pro style major college offense looks like, and and is really uh, comfortable. Uh, you know, in that environment. And that's good to hear because that's what we think we're going to see coming up uh, this season with a brand new offensive coordinator and John David Baker and company. Kevin Morrell from uh, Crisp County High School in Georgia is a 6'1", 190-pound linebacker. Yeah, um, you know, all four seasons at Crisp County, uh, he was on the varsity, played five games as a freshman and uh, and uh, and then became a full-time starter as a sophomore. Um, what's really impressive about this guy is as a linebacker, how fast he is. He's been timed at 10.66 in the 100 meters, uh, which uh, was the second best time among the Class 3A sprinters in the state uh, last year. And that allows him to do so many things on the football field. You know, he's fast enough and big enough that he can come off the edge and rush a passer, uh, but he's mobile and fast enough to drop back into pass coverage. And, 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 and he's tough enough, too, that not only he's fast enough to cover receivers, but if a big tight end's coming at him, he's physical enough to handle that too. And you know, I think once he gets into the strength and conditioning program at East Carolina, gets a little bit bigger, uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But even before then, I think because of the speed, you know, there's a guy that could help you out on special teams right away. Pirates need some offensive linemen for sure. Peyton Reeder, 6'5", 290-pound offensive tackle uh, from Metrolina Christian Academy. Yeah, Peyton was one of the first guys to jump in on this class. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's a guy that you look at, tremendous size. Uh, you know, he played at a private academy here in North Carolina. Uh, so he's still got some development to do. But, uh, but again, I think he's a, uh, he plays a little basketball. He's got a nasty kind of attitude. I think his teammates call him Diesel because he likes to get into people and run them, run them over. So, uh, you know, I think he's a kid that's going to, and as with most offensive linemen, is going to take a year or so to develop, get in that strength and conditioning program at East Carolina, and then by that redshirt, you know, freshman year, you know, he's ready to to help you out. But uh, again, one of the first guys that uh, jumped in on this class, uh, you know, committing last June, um, and uh, and you know, he's all Charlotte Observer player uh, type kid, so uh, a, a good, talented guy with great size and and tremendous potential. All right, Jamali Riddle, as we continue on, is a safety, another one of those safeties. You said there was a bunch in this class uh, from Camden County High School in Georgia. Yeah, Jamari, again, a really physical type player. Um, played at a smaller school in Camden County, but uh, uh, has that size and speed and athleticism that you need at safety. He's the kind of guy I think is more of a free safety type, kind of a center fielder for your for your defense, um, and and a guy who's very active, always around the ball, especially when it's in the air. Sam Reddy, 6'5", 240, defensive end from North Charleston High School. Yeah, Sam's a guy that I really, really like. Uh, you know, I, I've always liked these tall, you know, uh, 
you know, slender type guys who, uh, you know, you, you look at and, and say, uh, yeah, you can see, uh, you know, the potential here. And, uh, you know, he came into summer camp, uh, was, you know, probably not a well-known prospect, you know, at that time, but he came into summer camp and at East Carolina and, uh, and just really showed them a lot. And especially with his potential again, that six, five frame, um, uh, you know, he got the potential to put on 20 or 30 more pounds and, and, uh, and, and again, really, um, uh, when you look at potential, you know, uh, it's just tremendous upside for this guy. Um, you know, again, maybe a guy who needs a little development, but, uh, got a great work ethic and it's a guy that, uh, I think he's going to do everything he can to get on the field and, and make the, that progress that'll put him on the field, you know, fairly early in his career. A defensive end, six four two thirty, out of Durham Hillside is uh, Tyan Robinson. Yeah, Tyan's an interesting, you know, kind of story too. Uh, another edge type rusher. Um, I think he was recruited by Raquan Boyette, uh, the running back coach at East Carolina, who obviously is very familiar with Durham, having played uh, at Duke and, and worked at Duke, uh, and uh, he was uh, kind of in charge and kind of discovered, you know, Taiwan. And and again. Here's another guy that um, long, tall, just turned 17 in August, so he's still a relatively young, you know, athlete. Um, but uh, uh, but a guy that uh, uh, you know is going to continue to work. Uh, he he uh, uh, you know came to Durham after growing up in Concord and moved to Durham and started playing in the youth league. Pop Warner, you know, the Durham Pop Warner leagues up there are really competitive. A lot of great players have been developed through that and and uh and so robinson came up through that and 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 it was kind of interesting too this year he had a new head coach story no who the formal head coach had just uh coached a state championship team at newburn yeah became the hillside coach and uh and i think having tory there really has enhanced robinson's development and and uh, and you know uh tory got him kind of getting down in a in a in a in a two point stance as opposed to the three point stance that he had normally been doing and and and, and then talking with uh Robinson that really helped you know uh, elevate his level of play and his ability to get by defenders so um again another guy with a great potential um is going to get just get bigger and stronger uh and he plays with a nice attitude Nick Slogic, I guess is how you pronounce his name, from uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, originally signed with, uh, or, or committed, didn't sign, committed to play baseball at Pittsburgh, and then he's decided to play football at East Carolina. Yeah, I mean, one of the, you know, I guess class curiosities, if you would say, about uh, uh, in this class. I mean, Nick, uh, great baseball player, um, uh, you know, uh, great hitter, you know, potential draft pick, you know, in the draft. In June, maybe uh, 6'5", 235 pounds. Uh, he transferred to Bishop McDevitt, and when he moved to Bishop McDevitt, I, that's when he really got serious uh, about playing football. And and I think playing in that program, which is a, again a nationally caliber program, I think that uh, really enhanced his uh, exposure in football. Uh, he is going to play baseball uh, in East Carolina, although football will be his priority. It's going to be interesting to see what position he lands at at East Carolina. Uh, as a tight end, um, he's a tremendous blocker. Uh, didn't catch a lot of passes because they didn't throw the ball a lot at Bishop McDevitt. Um, but he could wind up as a defensive end also. He kind of played both um, a little bit, mainly tight end. But again, as a tight end, he's a tremendous blocker. But then you know, uh, when he gets over there on the defensive side, you know, that height, those long arms, uh, you know, could make a, you know, a pretty talented defensive end too. So it'll be interesting to see where he winds up position wise, uh, in football. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he can contribute to that great baseball uh, program at East Carolina. That was one of the things when I spoke to him after his commitment, you know, you know, I thought it was pretty interesting you know, he goes, uh, when he started considering places to continue his athletic career, you know, he found a place that he could compete for championships in two sports, not just one sport, and, and that was East Carolina. 
KD Small is anything but 6'5", 305-pound offensive tackle, a junior college transfer. Uh, what do you know about Kondarius, KD Small? Yeah, well, Kondarius is a guy that, you know, we talked about a little earlier how the impact of the transfer portal has. And 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 he's a kid that was kind of a victim of the transfer portal coming out of high school. You know, he had a couple of, you know, uh, lower FBS offers coming out of high school. Uh, but then when those teams, you know, took other kids from the transfer portal, the scholarships weren't available for him after, you know, at the end of it all. And so he wound up going to junior college, Southwest Mississippi Community College, and, and wound up being a two-year starter there. Um, and, uh, again, just a, a, a big athletic guy uh, who's going to get in here early. And, um, you know, he grew up in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right in the backyard of the University of Alabama. So the kid has been around football all his life. Uh, I think he's going to come in and, and make an early impact and at a position that, you know, East Carolina needs some early impact in. Um, you know, when you look at what they've lost, a lot of it through the portal, I think they lost five offensive linemen, you know, uh, in the portal already, including, including Isaiah Foote, who, you know, uh, was a great, you know, lineman for them. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And that was one thing that sold, you know, KD on East Carolina was that, he saw opportunity there to come in and play immediately. Yeah, certainly opportunity to play right away for uh, KD Small. Yannick Smith, 6'3", 190, wide receiver from Somerville High School. You know, I looked at a lot of the wide receivers in, in South Carolina this year because there were a lot of good ones there. I think Yannick may be the best and most athletic guy uh, of, of those. Uh, he had a really good game at the Shrine Bowl uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, he's 6'3". He's a big tall, lanky receiver with really good speed, um, you know, great stats in high school. Also, a really excellent basketball player, averaged over 18 points a game uh, in basketball. And uh, so now I think he he comes in and he presents um, an interesting, uh, uh, you know, athlete for East Carolina to, to come in. And, again, I think he's a guy that, uh, depending on the needed wide receiver, uh, could be an early contributor at East Carolina. Got uh, four or five more players maybe to talk about, and we're running short of time. Let's take our final commercial break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll talk about this group, and we'll wrap things up with Sammy Batten on this Monday, this holiday Monday. It's Christmas week. We've got Santa Sammy with us. Back with more after this. Attention athletes and fans, Tiebreakers is looking for all-stars. Do you know an athlete who made a game-winning play, scored an amazing touchdown, or hit a huge home run? We're scouting Eastern North Carolina for this month's most outstanding athlete. Go to tiebreakersathlete.com to nominate your favorite player for the prestigious Athlete of the Month Award. Tiebreakers, shining a light on the athletes that make Eastern North Carolina proud. Submit your nomination now at tiebreakersathlete.com. I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Hey, Miles, isn't it amazing to think our family has been distributing soft drinks since 1923? It certainly is, Landon. And with that comes a lot of change. But what hasn't changed is our dedication and commitment to our customers. I'm Miles Menjies. And I'm Landon Menjies with Menjies Bottling Group. Our family has taken great pride in refreshing our neighbors, and we are proud to have remained locally owned and operated for over a century. From our family to yours, we say thank you and are honored to be a part of this wonderful community. Here's to 100 as we celebrate our employees and our customers all over East North Carolina. From generations before us and to future generations. Cheers to the next 100 years. Cheers to the next 100 years.
I'm Caleb Stroud, the founder of Stroud's Marine. I grew up on the water and I've loved boating my entire life. In 2012, I decided to give back to the marine community by creating a way for boaters to order pre-owned salvaged marine parts online. Stroud's Marine was born to offer incredible prices and unparalleled customer service. We stand behind every part we sell and our mission is to save you money and get you back on the water as quickly as possible. Visit StroudsMarine.com today for more information. Stroud's Marine, your best source for salvage outboard parts. The holiday season is here and Russell's wants to be Santa's little helper. The fall arrivals at Russell's are amazing. Whether it's the great collection of men's suits and sport coats, the beautiful dresses and casual attire for women, or the new collection of barber outerwear for both men and women, we have you covered. Russell's clothing has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for over 40 years. That adds up to a lot of Christmas smiles. Our signature gift wrap is beautiful and free. Put us on your list. We'll both be glad you did. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington. Pirate Radio. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Sammy Batten, as we said, semi-retired from the Fayetteville Observer after 31 years and nine months as one of the best sports writers in our state, and he still dabbles in recruiting. I want to mention also the Boneyard Collective is the NIL home for uh, East Carolina Athletics, and they're a very important organization, and it's one of those deals that, that it's going to be around for a long time. So if you can get involved, please do with the Boneyard Collective as uh, the Pirates get set to sign this new recruiting class and get set to uh, to try to stay afloat as far as the NIL is concerned because it's not going anywhere. Uh, that's for sure. Sammy, when you think about some of the other guys that we haven't mentioned, uh, uh, Shake Thompson, Jiren uh, uh, Waiters. We've also got Kenny Waltz on our last page, uh, page Damar Williams and Javon Williams. Uh, in a nutshell, those players a little bit. Well, I think, again, they feel needs uh, in the program. Uh, you know, Shake Thompson is a really impressive defensive end. Again, was on South Carolina's Shrine Bowl team um, uh, this past weekend. Uh, Waiters is one of those type of athletes. He played quarterback mainly in high school because that was the need, but he'll transition to receiver. Uh, you know, at East Carolina, and again, brings a lot of speed to that area. DeMar Williams, a kid from the mountains here in North Carolina, again, uh, a wide receiver safety in high school, uh, but a guy who's always around the ball making tackles or interceptions in high school. I think he'll, you know, probably be on the defensive side uh, of the ball at, at East Carolina. And, and Kenny Walls was, again, one of the first players to commit to the class. Uh, just a big, strong, you know, offensive line guy. Uh, from Virginia, uh, who I think, uh, again, will be a, a a good addition to this program down the line. And when you look at this entire class, uh, obviously it fills some needs. What are your final thoughts on this class? Well, I think, again, that's that's what you're looking for, um, to, to fill needs. And, and I think they've done that. But, again, needs change um, after you've recruited most of this class uh, because of the transfer portal. When you lose you know, again, at this point in time, it looks like as many as 20 players or 22 players are, are transferring out of the program. Um, and a lot of them, some significant players, all of a sudden your needs become different, you know. And that's why the transfer portal is there's the negative to it. You lose these players. And then the positive, you get to go out and find new players. And, and so that's what is happening now as you see. You know, they lost uh, five offensive linemen so far in the portal, uh, four linebackers. So I think those two areas are areas that now, uh, as they go forward uh, and and continue this recruiting beyond Wednesday's uh, early signing period, that's where you can look to see East Carolina trying to to, um, fill some holes uh, through the portal. You think these guys will ever understand that the grass isn't always greener? Well, they they found that out after the yeah. for sure, just like we all have uh, through our lives. You know, when we thought, you know, the grass looked greener somewhere else, and then we figured out that hey, maybe the place we were wasn't so bad. Uh, but but again, that's the nature of the game this this day and time. I think eventually there'll be some rule changes that'll change this uh, because I can't imagine that the coaches and the programs are going to allow them to do all this hard work that they have to do to recruit players and then to lose them 
so quickly in a lot of instances or after they become prominent. Um, I can't imagine that the coaches are going to put up with that uh, for too much longer. All right. All right, Sammy, final thought. Now, what are you doing for Christmas? Any big plans? No, no big plans this time around. Um, uh, you know, probably just sit here and relax uh, here in Fayetteville. I am clearing out my family's home in Goldsboro, so I may be uh, in Goldsboro uh, trying to box up some stuff during Christmas. But uh, but I'll just enjoy the day like everybody else and just blessed to still be here and, uh, and, and able to do a lot of things that I'm enjoying here in my semi-retirement. And uh, I've become a professional softball player now, so... Um, I, I just finished my fall season a couple weeks ago, and and now I'm trying to stay in shape to get ready for spring. That's awesome. If you can still play some softball at uh, at, at our ages, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, you're right. If we're still around for another Christmas, that means a whole lot for sure. Sammy, thanks so much, as always, for your time. You're a great guest, great expert on everything, and we certainly appreciate uh, your time, your friendship, and uh, thanks so much. All right, buddy. It's always my honor, man. And y'all have a great holiday season all these Carolina fans. There you go. Sammy Batten, semi-retired from the Fayetteville Observer. That is our show. Have yourself a great Christmas. Christmas set for next Monday. New Year's the Monday after that. So we'll see you back here on January the 8th. Of course, I'll be at the Channel 9 job uh, in between uh, those dates. But uh, thanks so much for listening and being a part of our show. And we'll see you back in 2024 right here on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by The Angus Grill, Bostic Sug, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Gavigan Insurance, Greenville Auto World, Papa John's, Greenville Utility Company, Pepsi, The Rick House, Taft Taft and Hagler, and Tiebreakers. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.7.